So one day the rich brother thought, Well, I think I'll ask my brother a favor. You see, he was not only afraid of losing his yaks, he was also very keen on accumulating more of them. And he went to the brother and said, Well, I know you only have one yak, which doesn't make much difference to you. So if you didn't have one at all, it wouldn't really matter very much. But if you give me your yak, then I will have a hundred yaks, which means a great deal to me. I mean, a hundred yaks is really something. If I had that much, I would really be somebody rich and famous. So he asked the favor. And the other brother gave up the yak quite easily. He didn't hesitate. He just gave it. And this story became proverbial in Tibet. To illustrate that when someone has a lot, he wants more. And when someone has less, he is prepared to give. So there is this possessiveness, this psychological hunger. And this relates not only to money and wealth, but to the deep-seated feeling of wanting to possess, wanting to hold on to things, wanting things definitely to belong to you. For example, supposing you are window shopping. One person might be unhappy all the time, and when he sees things he likes, this always produces a kind of pain in his mind because he is thinking, if I only had the money, I could buy that. So all the time, as he is walking through the shops, this hunger produces great pain. Whereas another person may enjoy merely looking. So this wanting to own, wanting to possess, and not being prepared to give out is not really a weakness for any particular thing. It is more generally wanting to occupy oneself with something. And if you have lost or lose interest in that particular thing, then you always want to substitute something else in its place. It isn't particularly that you can manage without a motor car or central heating or whatever it may be. There is always something behind that, something fundamental, a kind of wanting to possess, wanting to own, which is always changing and developing and substituting one thing for another. So that is the real weakness, though not exactly weakness, but more a kind of habit that one tends to form through a neurotic process of thoughts. The whole thing boils down to this overlapping of thoughts, which goes on all the time in our minds. We never allow anything to really happen or take place in our mind. One thought comes, and almost before we finish that, another one comes in and overlaps it, and then another. So we never allow any gap which would permit us to be free and really digest things. Therefore, it becomes a continual demand, a continual process of creating and wanting to own. And that is why one has to develop this generosity of really opening oneself. The next stage is perhaps a deeper form of generosity. That is to say, being prepared to share one's experience with others. Now that is a rather tricky thing, because there is also a danger you'll be trying to teach somebody else what you have learned. It is a rather delicate matter. You might reveal something partly because you would like to talk about it. It may be rather exciting, and perhaps 
you know more about it than the other person and want to show off. This is a bit tricky. Nevertheless, putting it into words, whatever you have achieved, and giving it to someone else is the only way to develop yourself. This particularly applies to teachers. And for advanced teachers, in fact for any teachers, it is necessary not just to learn things and keep them, but to use them and put them into effect by giving them out.